Welcome to Reimagine Teaching, a podcast for teachers by teachers about all things teaching related. And as my husband pointed out, I'm starting to branch into not teaching <laughs> um, guests. So, whatever. Um, I don't know. It's a hard time of year for teachers. And the couple of teachers I've asked are like, after the holidays, <laughs> after my master's program. And I'm like, I totally get it. Okay, who else can we? <laughs> um, so today I have Alex Agos um, with me, who professionally you're not a teacher. No, I am not. Um, but she is a voice teacher and has started a theater company for kids in town. Um, so I'm excited to talk about what that looks like as yeah. far as a teaching position um, and kind of how does that help students, impact students. Um, and then for me as a classroom teacher, how can I kind of encourage some of those skills as well. Yeah, for sure. I'm excited to chat with you about it. It'll be fun. <laughs> um, but first, we always start with what's something that's bringing you joy this week? Oh, man. I put my Christmas decorations up, Aww. and they're so beautiful <laughs> and so happy, and I turn off all the other lights in my apartment and just have my Christmas lights up. That's what I did like, last night. They're so twinkly yeah. and just, like, peaceful, and I never want to take them down. And literally every day I look forward to being like, when is it going to get dark so I can go turn my Christmas tree on <laughs> so that I can sit and just like be quiet for a few it's minutes. It's so fun too. I put, I was like, I'm going to do one bag at a time. And so I pulled out the big Christmas tree yeah. yesterday and the big um, like wreath I have that goes up. Um, but what was in there too is like stuff from my grandma. Oh, really? Um, yeah, my grandma had... And it was, it's very cool. I have stuff that's, like, from family. Sure. So when you pull it out and you're like, oh. Like, yeah. It's from my stepmom's mom. So it was, like, the first Christmas when we met them oh, after wow. my dad and my son got married. We had a purple Christmas. Oh, my God. So her entire tree was decorated <laughs> with purple ornaments and ribbon and all oh the my gosh. Um, presents matched. And that we, is incredible. My sister and I, I was, I think, seven or eight. We had, my sister and I had, like, matching purple dresses. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That makes was. my type A heart, like, so happy that everything coordinated. In the whole house. So like, much. multiple Christmas trees. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It was I'm amazing. And then, and I was so little, like, yeah. you know, and we always had a Christmas tree and whatever ornaments. But to see, yeah, something, like, so incredibly, like, put together. <laughs> And I was like, oh, I like this paper. It's like, well, it's not purple. It doesn't match the theme. And I'm like, oh, yeah, the theme. Like, I got it. Um, so you can't but, mess with the theme. Right. There's no So way. I have some of the purple stuff. I have some of the flowers and stuff that were yeah. up that year. So that's fun to be like. Oh I remember gosh, how magical so it was fun. to, like, walk in and be like, oh. Like, some people <laughs> can, like, coordinate. Like, it was so cool. Like, my that house is so never going to look like that. That's but, so awesome. Yeah, that's super fun. I love that. Um. <laughs> Yeah, this week I was really excited that I, like, planned activities for my students to do where they had to talk to each other, and they did it without complaining. Wow! That's actually a really big deal. (laughs) So, like, Tuesday they had to work together to, like, just fill out a clipboard of, like, different kinds of foods that fit in the different categories. And I fully expected one kid in each group to be like, just give it to me and I'll write. And they were, like, seriously considering it. They were Googling things. Wow. Like, what's a dairy product? They're like, I don't know. And one kid's like, what? (laughs) And then they're like, oh, eggs are a dairy product. Well, are pancakes a dairy product? Because they have eggs in them. And they were, like, having, like, full conversations. And then yesterday, because our whole unit's about food, they had, I made them practice um, being waiters and customers. Yeah. And so I had a menu on the board, and they had to take each other's orders. It was very funny. That's amazing. Again, I expected to be like, what do you want? 
And they have to like, write it down. <laughs> Did they like get into it though? <laughs> they totally did. Good morning and welcome. I, well, I asked for a name and nobody gave me one. So I was like, all right, it's just called The Restaurant. And so they're like, welcome to The Restaurant. I'll be your server, Brittany. What would you like to drink today? No way. I'm like, oh, I'll take a, you know, a Jaritos, a soda. And they're like, what flavor would you like? Oh, my gosh. And I was like, so I didn't cool. even put the flavors up there. Yeah, right? Um, yeah, and it was That's awesome. It was so funny. And then at the end, they were like, you know, if you could please rate your service for us. <laughs> One star. And the kid turned me, he was like, he just rated me one star. That wasn't part of the assignment. You didn't have to ask him to rate you yeah, at right. all. You asked for this feedback, so get what you get. And one kid put, um, your total comes to $50.23. I was like, where did you come up with that number? He was like, I mean, that's about what it would cost, I think. <laughs> yeah, not part of the assignment. But, you know, good improvising. Yes. I'm here for that. It was super funny. I'm here for that. I think there were two kids who refused to participate, mm, and I just, sure. I was like, it's Friday, I don't have the energy to, like, yeah. push it. But it's not every, for everyone. Stuff like that's not for everyone. So, but I told them, I was like, I was going to get costumes, and I didn't because I love you. <laughs> so I need you to, like, be into this, or the next time we do something like this, there will be costumes. Right. Head to toe, full, right. decked out in the costume. But I did have name tags, so I was like, you have to come get your name tag and your clipboard, and it was very funny. That is perfect. I love that so much. So, And I got to, like, I know the foods that they know, and so I put sure. stuff on there that maybe they don't know as well. So, like, some vegetables. Mm-hmm. We talked about, like, is asparagus good or not? And the kids, some of the kids were like, I love asparagus. And I was like, if you cook like my grandma, it is not. It's not good. Right. Um, I said, but at our restaurant, we don't cook like my grandma. We cook good food. Oh, gee. And then what else? Oh, fried calamari. I cannot hang with calamari. I can't do it. I can't. I refuse. None of the kids knew what it was. Oh, really? No. And one of the counselors came in, as I was saying, I was like, well, it's octopus. And they were all like, what? Yeah. And then one of the counselors came, happened to come in, and I was like, oh, question. I said, do you? I said, have you ever had calamari? He was like, oh, I love calamari. And the kids started yelling at him. They're like, That's disgusting. <laughs> I would be in that group yelling at them because I can't, like, I don't like spiders, and I feel like octopus and, like, squid, just, like, the spiders like of the ocean. spider. Yeah, and I, I, like, I can't get that visual out of my brain, so, so anytime funny. I have calamari, I'm like, I will bypass that. Thank you. That's funny. Yeah, this unit's been fun, too. I, like, asked them in their journal the other day, like, what's something that you can cook by yourself? Mm-hmm. And some kids, you know, oh, I can make all this food. And the one kid was like, and I said, even if it's just toast. And the one kid was like, I can make toast. <laughs> good. That's good. Proud of you. I can have a lot of adults, actually. I can use so. the microwave to reheat what my mom cooked. Yeah. Great. That sort of counts. That's fine. That's totally fine. That's fine. <laughs> no, we were having a blast, though. That's great. Um, all right. Can you tell us a little bit about... What you do with, what is your theater program? What do you do with that? Yeah, so I started a theater company with a couple friends of mine. It's called National Youth Theater. Um, we do classes for kids as young as six, and then we go all the way up in our productions to 19. So we have a super wide age range, which is really fun to work with kids of all different ages. Um, we do two musicals every year, and in between we have sessions of classes where we'll offer dance classes, drama classes, musical theater classes. We've got some voice classes. So um, we've got super awesome teachers who are kind of taking over that for us. And um, 
the kids are really, really excited to get classes going. We actually start on the 9th of January, so um, so we've got a little bit of time before then, but there's a lot of um, a lot of kids enrolled already. I think we have 24 kids already, so um, we started the company last year, so July of last year, we did our first theater workshops just to get kids kind of familiar with what we're doing and what even is theater and what does this all entail. Um, so we did some free workshops last summer and then jumped into doing some classes and then we just did our first musical in the spring and just mm-hmm. finished up our second one a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, and it so. was so cute. Thank you. <laughs> we came by. It was fun. It was really fun. They did um, a good job. But yeah, but having, I mean, you for just having started, mm-hmm. I'm sure, having 20 kids already pretty consistently involved is yeah. huge. It's <laughs> enormous. It's huge. Theater is just not a common, like thing that kids think to get involved in and so um you know when you say like what do you what do you like to do what do you want to do after school almost no one will be like I want to go sing in front of a bunch of people you know like nobody does that so it is hard to kind of get kids involved in something like that but um but the kids we've had and the families we've had to kind of stay consistent have been it's been really awesome to even just in the last year see how much they've grown yeah um I'm just curious. So for yeah. the classes that you do, is that, like, do the kids totally get to choose or do you guys, like, recommend at all for them? So we kind of choose our classes based on what the needs are of our, okay. like, current clientele and okay. let kids decide whatever classes they want to sign up for. So um, one of the classes that I'm super excited about that our voice teacher is offering is an acapella worship class. So basically she's going to do, like, worship songs, but... All of it's going to be a cappella, so the kids will get to kind of train their ear, yeah. um, learn you know different techniques as far as like how do I even how do I sing like what does that even look yeah. like? Um, so that's actually our class with probably our highest enrollment right now. So the kids are super excited about that. There, I mean, she's doing it for three different age groups, and everyone is <laughs> is all into it. They're very excited. And then, did you? So, like, you just did your good man Charlie Brown. Yeah. So, did you offer a tap class then, knowing that was going to be in the show? I did. Okay. Yeah. So we did what we called like a mini session in between the end of our summer camps and before Charlie Brown mm-hmm. auditions. So we did like four weeks of like a very beginner tap class for ages 8 to 12, and then ages 13 to 19, so we did two sessions of it, and um, yeah, knowing that there was going to be a tap number in that yeah. show, I was like, we can't go into this, can't go into this blind, we got to no. get some basic tap going, so I was able to teach that one, um, and we had four kids in each session, which was great, and um, and then we ended up putting all of that tap into the show, so it yeah. was really fun. That's fun. Yeah. When we did last summer, mm-hmm. the beginning of the summer, I don't even remember now, we did a tap <laughs> class. <laughs> For adults, yes, we did. which was so <laughs> It was funny showing up to that because I was like, yeah, my sister wanted to do it. Or you wanted to do it. Yeah. And I invited my sister, who also was a dancer yeah. in, for like eight, nine years. <laughs> and you guys showed up and you were like, yeah, I haven't done it in a while. She's like, okay, we're going to start with this. And you and my sister were doing everything <laughs> like double speed. And I was like, yeah, I do what? <laughs> it's muscle memory, you know? Right. Like, one of those things where, because I took that class knowing that I was going to be teaching yeah. this tap class, and I was like, I probably need some kind of refresher, because I haven't, I haven't done tap in, I mean, 10 years, you know? So, I was like, I'm probably going to be 
like way behind, super basic, but it's amazing how that muscle memory sticks with you. So I was, I was just as surprised as you were, I think. <laughs> I was like, this doesn't feel like it should be the case right now at 32 years old. Like there's no right. way I should be doing these yeah, things. Yeah. And my sister was like, um, I haven't done this in like 10 years. Yeah. Right. We were like, well, we can't tell. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, no, that was really fun. That was fun. So what is, um, part of the, I'm sure what's hard is that it is volunteer, mm-hmm. um, and you, and families have to pay for it because mm-hmm. it's classes. Yeah. Um, and, and it's time consuming. Mm-hmm. I know as just my brother, one of my brothers is doing theater, mm-hmm. um, now as a senior. Yeah. And so, but part of it is like, yeah, before he was driving, that would have been really hard for my family to yeah, like get him sure. to, um, our school district does have a really big theater program. Okay, good. Um, but it's, you, you don't audition by school. You audition for the district shows. Okay. And then, um, so he goes to one school, but the show he was just in was at a different high school. Oh, okay. So it's cool because they can pull the cast from the whole district. Yeah. Um, it can also be kind of hard because if you have one or two kids who are super incredibly talented and mm-hmm. going to do this professionally, mm-hmm. they can be in all the shows. Yeah. Um, but the time thing was hard for him. Like, sure. he was like, yeah, I have a result every night. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I can't yeah. work, couldn't work while I was doing, you know, all the tech week. And yeah, then, right. Um, and the show was running. Um, and for my family, like, he can drive, so that was easier. But before mm-hmm. he was driving, that was hard. Yeah. Um, and my sister and I did theater, but we went to a private school, so it was all right there. Okay. Um, we were in every show, mm-hmm. but again, I mean, we were at school till seven o'clock sure. every night. <laughs> yeah. And the nice thing about what we're doing is we're not affiliated with any school, so right. we can kind of take those models and see what has worked and what hasn't worked for people and really kind of adjust them based on the needs of our kids, which is yeah. good. So we don't have rehearsal every night <laughs> and right. we do Friday nights and Saturday mornings usually, but we find that that's plenty. I mean, yeah. it's amazing what these kids can learn and what we can put together in, right. you know, having rehearsal twice a week for eight or nine weeks. Yeah. So we find that sometimes, like, when we get towards the end, we'll be like, wow, we really wish we had an extra week or two of rehearsal. <laughs> that yeah. would be really helpful. But, um, you know, we find that we're able to get things done pretty efficiently yeah. within, you know, the eight or nine weeks that we have just doing two nights a week. So nice. um, there is a heavy parent involvement in our company. Yeah. So all of the parents, when their kids get cast in the show, the parents are assigned to a committee and they have to do a certain number of, you know, volunteer hours to kind of help get the show off the ground, whether that's mm. sets or costumes or refreshments or, you know, getting donations for auctions, whatever it is. Um, but I think sometimes the parents have more fun with it than the yeah. kids do. Like, we have had parents come up to us after shows and are like, my kid's going to be fine, but, like, I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> like, I miss all my friends, you know? So yeah. the parents, it really ends up being, like, a pretty a pretty solid community. And then, it, you know, in that sense, when we have that, the rides become a lot easier. Yeah. Because you really, you know, you get super close with these people and you yeah. really get to know them well. So if there's something that, you know, a parent needs help with or transportation yeah. or whatever it is, you know, everyone's pretty willing to pitch in yeah. and help with that, which is That's really nice. good. That's cool. Yeah, my husband and I were talking about that because he did theater as well okay. in high school, but he did all the backstage and set building sure. and stuff. So it's like, well, 
we if our kids ever want to do sports, we're kind of screwed because we don't know how to do sports. <laughs> Parents. Sure. Theater, though. Yeah. He'll show up. He'll do sets. Yeah. He can run the boot, sound booth. There you go. It's like, I can do costumes. We can do... Uh, we got Perfect. that covered. He'll be set. He'll be set. <laughs> like, That'll be no problem. But our kids are going to be like, I want to play soccer. We'll be like... <laughs> Yeah, that's outside. What about you sure? singing, though? <laughs> it starts with an S. <laughs> it could be similar, maybe. We can get you a uniform. I don't yeah, know. right. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, I was texting uh, a friend last night. I'm, like, putting Christmas decorations up mm-hmm. last night around all my husband's instruments. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Like, would he be offended if I put ornaments on his guitar case? I don't know. <laughs> Somehow, really I feel like with the amount of, like, music and art that's in your home, I, I feel like you'll be, right, you'll, be yeah. you'll be safe, I think. Just like, we're going to have the one kid who's like, I'm going to be a basketball player, and we'll be like, man, I don't know what to do with that. Are you sure you don't want to dance? <laughs> like, come on. Your belly is good for sports. Why don't it you just is, try it? actually. It is. Oh, that's funny. So what are, um, well, the parent involvement piece is mm-hmm. huge. Yeah. And I think, you know, as a teacher, mm-hmm. In a public school system, yeah, that's one of the hardest things about our job. Sure, yeah. is that the parents don't have to be involved. Mm-hmm. There's not a required <laughs> a requirement. Yeah, um, they don't even have to give us the correct phone number, and <laughs> they can oh, register. Yeah. Right, and so that's really hard. In that, it sounds like you guys have a great community where, because the parents are so involved, mm-hmm. you know. And they get to see the growth of their kids. And, you know, if you ever had a behavior issue or something, right. the parents would be like, I'm paying for you to do this. You have to, you know. Right. Like, I'm not, in. Come on. I don't want to get kicked out of my friend group. Right. Like, you better <laughs> yeah. get it together. Exactly. Exactly. Um, whereas at the school, especially the high school, like, mm-hmm. we have to build relationships with the students. Yeah. So much more because I can send 20 text messages to parents and mm-hmm. I'll get maybe four responses. Yeah. Yeah, and, so, and that's discouraging, you know, and and I recognize, too, that, like, we are really small right now, mm-hmm. you know, we have probably 20 consistent families, you know, our spring show had 40 kids, our, you know, fall one that we just did had 35, mm-hmm. um, you know, a lot of families kind of come and go, so far we've had about 20 consistent families, but I know, like, as we get bigger, I'm sure we're going to run into that, too, you know, and our goal, really, with this whole thing has been doing our best to make sure that this is something that's accessible for people, um, whether that's financially, whether mm-hmm. that's with the time commitment, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, we don't ever want to turn a kid away mm-hmm. because they can't afford it or because their parents can't be involved or whatever yeah. it is. So um, so that's kind of what's nice about being such a small company is we can make those decisions and we can right. say, you know, hey, family A can't do, you know, the 20 hours of volunteer work we'll just pick up that slack somewhere else and that'll be okay. Like, we'd rather have the kids involved yeah. and be able to pour into them in that way than have, you know, a parent who isn't able to or, right. you know, for any reason, um, you know, we wouldn't deny a kid based on that. So yeah. I know we're going to run into that issue down the yeah. road. I'm certain of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, call me when you have those I will. conversations. I will. Absolutely. <laughs> we are pros at that. 100%. <laughs> um, so what have you seen... I mean, because you, I assume, were a theater kid as well. Yes. Yep. And like I said, my husband and I were music, like, did orchestra and theater mm-hmm. and stuff. But now, as an adult running mm-hmm. this, yeah. what do you see are the benefits for the kids who are in it? 
So one of the biggest benefits that I've seen has just been um, a growth in self-confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's studies all over the place that will show the correlation between academic achievement and involvement in the arts. Um, you know, music and art uses that same side of your brain as the, you know, math, science, like the academic, typical academic achievement mm-hmm. side. And so, um, you know, you I've seen studies that are like, you know, a kid involved in the arts is three to four times more likely to have some kind of academic achievement award. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a kid involved in the arts is this many times more likely to be involved in a student government or elected to an office or things like that. So there's a ton of research that shows, you know, involvement in the arts and academic, um, you know, higher academic performance. But, I mean, obviously, we don't do their homework with them. Like, I don't know that for sure. I know that that's right. out there and that's research and it's true. But um, one of the biggest things that we see is just their personal growth and their um, development and their self-esteem. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, kids coming in for their first audition, even versus their second audition. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like thinking in front of people is really hard, man. Like, it's really hard to do. Um, and so just seeing the growth in that has been huge. But one of the other things that we see is learning how to work together as a team Mm -hmm. and collaborate on something. So, you know, we put people in place, like we put students in place to have, you know, this is your dance captain. So if you have questions, you can go to your dance captain and they'll really work together on, you know, a dance move that's hard or, you know, this is your vocal captain. So if you have a question on a harmony, this is the person that you're going to go to. So really having them kind of work together and work towards a common goal you know we can give all the tools in the world Mm -hmm. and I can teach you a dance for days but if you don't take that and like work together on it and have that be cohesive there's not a lot I can do about that unless you really kind of take ownership of that too so you know it's really it's been really cool to see us kind of give the tools and say here's what we need you to do and here's how we need this to look and then they really have taken ownership of that and been like no I really want this to like exceed expectations rather than yeah just be like kind of fine you know (laughs) and they work really hard the kids work really really hard so that's been really fun to see and are the captains students Mm -hmm. that's cool so you also have some leadership skills of like absolutely i fully believe you can yeah teach this to other people and it instills more confidence in them when you know when a teacher comes up to you and says hey i believe that you can do this and take this on like i'm gonna give you this part of our show and I want you to, you know, help your fellow castmates and other yeah. students. Like, kids are like, dang, okay, yeah, I can do that. All right, <laughs> it's cool. It sounds great. So yeah. it's been cool to see the growth in them, too, as leaders, um, you know, not only in leading a dance or, you know, whatever it is, but um, we always tell our kids we care way more about your character off stage than we do mm-hmm. on stage. And so seeing just their interactions with each other and how those students that we put in leadership roles can lead their cast members off stage, you know, in lunchtime and setting examples yeah. on, you know, maybe we're not going to run around during lunch. Like this is maybe what we should do. You know, that's been, that's been really fun to yeah. see. I think that's cool for students too, who, when so much of their day is academics mm-hmm. and that might not be a spot where they can be a leader. Yeah. Uh, like that might not be their strength. Right. To have an opportunity somewhere else mm-hmm. to build those skills and have that self-confidence 
Yeah. I, I could totally see how, like, they can go back to school the next day and be like, I have no idea how to do this math. Right. But I killed it in rehearsal last night. Right. And, and so, so I feel pretty good. Like, yeah. maybe I can work at this. You know, <laughs> right. like, that's what we see a lot is kids being like, okay, I'm not super strong in this one area, but, like, I have the confidence from this area, and I'm going to take that and say, okay, maybe I can work a little harder yeah. on this thing that I don't feel great about. Yeah, just the resilience, which, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, as... I got my master's in in being a trauma-informed teacher. Mm-hmm. And that's something that uh, just building resilience is something that is so crucial yes. to helping students survive yeah. um, and thrive after traumatic situations. But you can't just, like, have them read a book and all of a sudden they have it. Right. <laughs> it's right. not like a, Exactly. That would work for me. Right. Like, how's that going to work read for a 16-year-old? story about the guy who had to cut his own arm off to survive. And right. now, don't you feel like you can do anything? No. <laughs> right. Not so much. Like, he doesn't not live in all. my house not and doesn't understand what I'm going through. Right. Um, but to actually have that experience right. yeah, in an area um, not academic-related. Right. And then to be able to to bring that to other situations. For sure. And, I mean, you can look at, you know, the kids who are involved in the arts and their public speaking skills or, you know, things that um, they're still going to get graded on. That's not, like, it's not math, but you're going to have to get up and give a speech at some point. And so, you know, taking those kids who are involved in the arts and getting them comfortable doing things like that in a setting that's a little less intimidating mm-hmm. um, is, I mean, that's huge too, you know. So there's a whole bunch of ways that the arts can mirror you know, things that the kids are going to have to go through and going to have to try to do in an academic setting that, you know, maybe it'll just give them a little bit more confidence to do those things. For you as a a theater kid, Mm -hmm. aside from the fact that you started a theater company, (laughs) how did that, like, how did you see that for yourself play out? Yeah, I mean, I think um, a lot of what I have done in my life has been things that have been like, I don't know. Maybe I can do this. Like, I guess I'm going to try, though. Like, we'll see, you know. Um, A lot of, like, like, I can see in, you know, the path kind of that my life has taken. Um, A lot of those lessons that I learned being in theater of, like, get up and do it. Or, you know, here's how you get ready for something. Like, here's how Mm -hmm. you rehearse for something and practice for something and get ready for something. You know, even if that wasn't theater-related even if it was a job interview, right. like here's how you get ready for something that is important to you. Mm-hmm. Um, but also kind of the flip side of that, you know, knowing that if I don't know how to get ready for something specific or I don't really have like full confidence that I'm going to be able to do something and succeed in it. Well, I mean, starting a theater company, like I had no idea if I was going <laughs> to be able to do that. Right. I can like I can teach kids to dance and sing and act for days. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how to run a business, but like, I know how to prepare for something and I know how to get ready for something and I know how to, um, find the resources that I need. And so that is why I've then felt comfortable and confident in starting this company and, um, you know, putting people in place around me that are more familiar with those things. Like I, I know how to work as a group and I know how to work as a team because of, all of those experiences that I had when yeah. I was, you know, eight, nine, 10, 11, up to 18 years right. old doing theater. So yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. I think for, for me and my sister, that was similar. Mm-hmm. We were in rehearsals all the time. Yeah. Um, and my sister, like I said, my sister was a dancer mm-hmm. since she was eight. 
So, like, the first high school show she was in, she was only an eighth grader. Okay. Um, but I... Oh, I had had a major surgery, and so I was supposed to be in the... <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I was supposed to be a dancer in the cast, oh, and I... Oh, no. Um, my recovery was going to be kind of extensive, and I was like, I can't dance. Right. I can't. Like, yeah. That's the not physical so well. activity is off the right. uh, agenda <laughs> right. for the week, the semester. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, we had already done all the choreography and needed, and I was like, my sister can learn it. Mm-hmm. Like, she's a dancer. She can learn it quick. And, yeah. And so that was cool for her to be, like, with all the big kids. And she's like, yeah. um, you have to point your toes more when you... <laughs> <laughs> um, but <laughs> to be awesome. able... I know. <laughs> but to be able to, um, like, to have a community and friends... Mm-hmm. Um, outside of school, especially kids who were older, because we, ours was, um, because I, w- I went to a private school, and that mm-hmm. was true, I was in orchestra too, Yeah. Um, and our orchestra was the all the 6th through 12th graders, mm-hmm. and so, you know, we were playing with all the high schoolers, the seniors, yeah. and playing the music they were playing, and That's saying, awesome. I am faking it half the time, but yeah. I got to be on the stage. Right. Um, well, and then you get a chance to learn from kids who are older than you who have been doing it longer. Right. And you get to see, you know, here's what they're playing and here's what I right. could play if I stick with this, you know. The one day the, the um, our show teacher was mm-hmm. gone, one of the seniors, they, like, had a substitute, but yeah. who didn't know music. And so one of the seniors was like, I got this, and, like, <laughs> directed us for the day. Yeah, and like that's gave, great. And so to see all that, and then by the time I was a senior, I was kind of like, I knew I wanted to be a teacher and this was not going to be my permanent gig. Sure. But, but I think, um, for me, mm-hmm. like learning that you can be, um, someone else. Yeah. Like for lack of a better word, right. you know, to be like, I, Brittany feel really insecure and I wrestled with anxiety and depression in high school, mm-hmm. but didn't name it. Um, but, you know, if we are doing, what was the show Adam was in with us? Um, oh, gosh. Singing the Rain. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I was one of the dancers, <laughs> and, like, you have to do the Charleston with a huge-ass smile on your face. Right. It doesn't matter what's going on right. outside of <laughs> Yeah. Because when exactly. you're on stage, you have to, you know, put a, a certain face on and right. wear your bright yellow dress. And, <laughs> um, right. Right. Not that I, you know, I don't tend to mask a lot during the day, but there's time, like, when my boss, mm-hmm. you know, when administration goes by, how's your day? It's great. Right. Right. I'm not gonna, you know. Yeah. And to be able to say, you know, that's still, like, I can still be myself mm-hmm. and be out of my comfort zone, I yeah. think is my point. Well, and I think the other aspect of that, too, is, like, learning how to express those emotions and Mm -hmm. expressing them in a way that's healthy you know not every time you're on stage are you gonna have to do the charleston with a huge smile on your face you know sometimes you're gonna have to like really dig deep and talk about stuff or act things out that are really uncomfortable and really sad and um i know what we what i encourage our kids to do is like figure out a time when like you felt like this Mm -hmm. and like let's express that in a way that is healthy yeah and in a way that like maybe can give you you know a little bit of um a little bit of insight into how you can deal with a situation like this in the future you know so the emotional regulation um involved in theater is I mean it's it's hard for kids to like figure out how to do that it's really hard to teach that but you know learning like 
what your wide range of emotions even could be. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of kids don't even know. Like, no. like you said, you didn't put a name on it and you didn't label what you were dealing with. But like, a lot of kids are going to go through these emotions that they don't even know what they are. Yeah. You know, and, and we've so been figuring doing, out how to do that in theater is is really helpful. We've been doing emotional regulation um, in my high school class because mm-hmm. that's something that my students who um, are struggling in school are struggling because their reactions to uh, big feelings are usually mm-hmm. to avoid them. Yeah. And so, you know, oh, we have a sub today, I'm skipping class. Yeah. My teacher yelled at me yesterday, I'm skipping class today. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a big essay to do, and I'm, you know, I don't feel confident in my ability, so I'm just not going to go. Right. Or I'll go to class and cuss somebody out so I can get kicked out. Right. <laughs> so we've been talking about emotional regulation, but it's been really interesting because, so this week I had, like, little scenarios and we talked through them, like... Mm-hmm. Trying to explain to kids that it is not always the same. Right. And to talk about, like, but sometimes what is expected of you Mm -hmm. is not how you feel. Right. You have to, like, acknowledge how you're feeling. Right. So one of the cards was, like, you're opening your birthday presents. And everyone's like, well, of course you'd be happy about that. And I was like, sure. And I said, you know, let's talk about Christmas coming up. Yeah. I said, I'm pregnant. Mm -hmm. Um, I said, I try you know I have a style that I like and my style is not cheesy t-shirts yeah with handprints on the belly right but I fully expect that I will get a cheesy t-shirt with handprints on the The belly yes because (laughs) I'm pregnant and they're cute and I was like but if I get that as a Christmas gift I was like what am I supposed to do right and the kid was like you say thank you and I was like, but do I feel like saying thank you? Like, why would that be awkward? And the right. one kid's like, well, you have to fake it. And I was like, yes. yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, Precisely. I was so. like, but to say, like, you know, I, it's going to make me feel uncomfortable, though, mm-hmm. that I know that I'm faking it. Right. I was like, and I have to acknowledge that that feels weird. Right. <laughs> to be like, oh, my gosh, it's my favorite. It's not my right. favorite. Right. I'm going to wear this to bed. Right. <laughs> like, well, and acknowledging that that feels weird and figuring out what to do with that feeling. Right. You know, like, figuring out, like, how do I express? Because, yes, you want to be thankful and you want to say, oh, yeah. this is great. Thank you so much. But then f- looking back later and saying, okay, what do I actually do with this feeling that I'm yeah. feeling without, like, you know, offending the person who gave this to me or or totally ignoring it like you don't want to do that either so like how do I express this feeling that I don't like in a way that's healthy and helps me kind of get that out without bottling everything up yeah and that's kind of where we'll go but just to start with like the kids are so used to saying you know oh this situation happens Mm. then I'm gonna you know of course you'd be happy and I'm like are you always happy though right right Um, yeah. Even, like, you know, one of the things was, like, cards was, like, you know, someone calls you a, a mean name. Mm-hmm. And so they're, like, well, I'd be mad. And I was, like, what if it's your best friend? I'm like, you guys talk to each other like that all the time. Right. Like, well, no, if it's my friend, it's fine. And I'm, like, right. Mm-hmm. I was, like, so if your friend calls you that. Right. But then the stranger calls you the same thing, you're going to have a different reaction. Right. And you have to acknowledge that it's going to be different. But yeah. that's really, I mean, I have high schoolers, and that's really hard. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's very challenging. And so I almost think like 
I don't know, I don't want to say, like, sneaking it in through yeah. the theater and being like, you are learning to regulate your emotions, yeah. even if you don't really know it. Um, I feel like that's that's a lot of, you know, what we're helping them learn how to do when we say, okay, you're in a scene and you're really, really sad. How would you act if you were really sad? Yeah. Think about a time where you were really sad. What would that look like for you? Yeah. You know, and as kids get older and more advanced and figuring out, okay, this really traumatic situation just happened to your character. Can you think of a time where you could have felt similarly and how did you express that because chances are they didn't express it like how do you wish you could have expressed it let's do that on the stage right and a lot of times for kids it's like pretty healing to be able to go through and do that of course when your parents you know when you're mad at your parents you want to stomp off right and slam doors and you can't right and so yeah on stage stomp right do it (laughs) scream cry whatever you want to do you know I mean, we have kids who, you know, come from divorced families and relationship with mom or dad or whoever is not great. Like, you can't really, like, it's hard for kids to learn how to express that. Yeah. So express that on stage when you're singing a song, you know, do it here and get that all out. So, um, so you do it in a way that's like healthy and productive and you learn how to like feel those things too. I was just reading or finished reading Jeanette McCurdy's book. Mm -hmm. Um, it's on my list. I haven't read it yet. Oh, you could take it. It's not my copy, but <laughs> um, but she talks about because um, she started acting so young mm-hmm. and she had such a awful home life. Mm-hmm. She talked about how she actually um, was was known as like the kid who could cry mm-hmm. because she had so much going on that she couldn't express at home. Sure. Yeah. Any audition she went into, she could cry on command and like it looked very real because it was very real for yeah. her. Um, and it was messed up that her mom was like, you're doing such a good job crying. You shouldn't push your kids to do that. Yeah, right. That's Um, not great. (laughs) But for her, like, that was, yeah, she was like, I was doing roles I shouldn't have been doing at my age, but Mm -hmm. there was a very clear outlet that I was not getting at home. Yeah. That, you know, show up and cry in an audition. Yeah, got it. Come on it. (laughs) No problem. Um, Yeah. Yeah. As far as, uh, so I have, you know, the kind of, it builds Mm self-confidence, kids are collaborating, and you get to express yourself and learn some emotion regulation. Mm -hmm. What does that look like? I guess you have suggestions for, like, what does that look like for me as a classroom teacher? Yeah, I mean, I honestly think, like, when you were talking about the little role-playing that you did with (laughs) them being waiters, I was like, yes, more of this. Yeah. Like, more of this, please. Because the reality is, not every kid is going to be able to be involved in theater. Not every kid is going to be able to take voice lessons Mm -hmm. or dance classes or at, you know, things like that. Um, it's not feasible for a lot of kids. And honestly, a lot of kids don't have the interest in it, and that's okay. Yeah. But still figuring out ways to expose them to that kind of um, that kind of training is, I think, really important. I mean, 50% of high schools don't have any theater at all. And that's, that. like, they're missing a huge outlet for these kids, whether that's something that, you know, the kids are directly expressing an interest in or not, you know, there can be benefit to doing some drama games mm-hmm. or learning to make stuff up on the spot or, you know, learning to feel comfortable talking in front of a group, you know. Um, so those, like, little role-playing exercises, like, I love that. <laughs> I think that's perfect. That's so awesome. Um, but then also just, you know, if schools do have those kind of programs, really encouraging kids to, like, hey, you never know. Like, yeah. try it out, you know. Play an instrument. Take a take an acting class. Like maybe you'll hate it, 
Right. But also maybe you'll learn something, you know? I think a lot of kids immediately hear theater and they're like, I don't want to get up in front of people and do Mm -hmm. the thing, and that sounds terrible, right? But the fact of the matter is, like, you're going to have to get up in front of people and do a thing at some point in your life. You're going to have to give a presentation or give a speech or talk to someone in an interview, and you need to know how to feel comfortable doing that. So I guess what I would want to do is you know, have people think kind of outside the box on those broader benefits of theater that um, people don't necessarily think about. You know, not every kid that auditions for a show is going to go and be on Broadway someday. So that can't be the only goal. It can't be the only benefit that people are seeing. So incorporating more things like that into the classroom day, I think is great. Um, Even the like, like creative portion. My, My husband did theater, but he never did the act I don't think he ever was on stage but he loved the backstage stuff yeah, and the and tech like set stuff. design and um, what that looks like how to put how to put a thing together like even if you're backstage or right. you know like in the like I had to program all of our lights when we did you're a good man Charlie Brown and I was like this is taking so much like <laughs> brain power that I've never programmed lights before that was another thing that I was like I don't know I guess we'll figure it out <laughs> uh, but, but we did it and it was like so much like mental energy, but also I was able to be super creative just with the lighting design, right. you know? So I think things like that, that if kids are like, I don't want to act in front of people, solid. You don't have yeah. to. And I think in the classroom, because I mean, in high school, you, for me, I teach English and I, we have, our units are all thematic. So mm-hmm. right now we're only talking about food and we can yeah. do, um, but like the math class, I, what are you going <laughs> to, there's no role playing in math. Yeah. Um, but I think the creative stuff of like, you know, okay, we're learning about, um, what are we learning about right now? Our one math class is all about money. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, using your credit mm-hmm. card and spending and stuff. Yeah. And so the teacher, even with that, will be like, okay, pretend that you are living by yourself. Mm-hmm. Make up a scenario of what you would spend in a day. Yeah. And they still get to, you know, and then work with your classmates and and they still get to mm-hmm. do some creative thinking yeah for sure um the science teachers do a good job of like yeah you know sketch that out what mm-hmm. would that look like yeah I had a friend actually that I did theater with way back in the day who's a teacher in Indiana right now and so she's a math teacher and she actually did something that was really interesting she loves the amazing race like she's like oh, obsessed fun. with it and so she set up like a little mini like amazing race in her classroom and had like stations with different like math problems and equations and yeah. things that kid you know and you get different rewards or different prompts or or things like that even something like that like that's super creative yeah. you know you can definitely do you know have your math station set up and still learn math and do it in a way that's also working that creative part right. of your brain too so it takes, like, it's a lot, you know, it's hard to be like, how do I take, you know, this science lesson and right. like, you act it out? I don't know. Right. <laughs> like, that in and of itself is something that's challenging yeah. to, like, if, for people who aren't a creative-minded person to, to figure out, but, um, but there's ways to do it, and I think, I don't know, I don't know, and you'd be able to better tell me, like, what resources are out there for teachers to yeah. make things more creative, you and know, like, maybe we need more of those. And we definitely have stuff, um, and I think part of, I mean, as a high school teacher, and I've talked mm-hmm. about this before on the podcast, a lot of high school teachers don't think that these goals of mm-hmm. self-confidence and collaboration are the goals of their class. Sure. Um, like, that's not, 
what we're here to teach. So Fair. that's not what we're going to incorporate. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the teachers who do think that, there's yeah. definitely resources for that. Yeah. Um, which is cool. And, like, the one math teacher I work with does a great job of that where she'll mm-hmm. say, you know, okay, you're going to work on this, you know, in partners. Hey, you mm-hmm. guys, why don't you all? And she'll put kids in groups. Mm-hmm. And, um, and she shows mm-hmm. videos, you know, to, like, kind of – you know, okay, here's the, the application of it or why we're talking yeah. about it. Yeah. Even with, I mean, we teach Algebra 1, mm-hmm. and it's very, you know, basic. Right. But she's like, okay, you know, pretend I throw a ball. What would yeah. that look on a graph? And to, to help kids visualize yeah. that. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I think that's great. Yeah. And I think, like you said, you know, acting stuff out and stuff is always uncomfortable for students. Mm-hmm. I think it's even more uncomfortable when the teacher is clearly uncomfortable with it. For sure. For um, sure. You can't expect kids to be some comfortable doing something that you are like, I'm not gonna partake in this, but, like, I want you to do. You know, like, yeah. that's really hard for kids to look at and be like, how am I supposed to emulate this? <laughs> yeah. There was a conversation I had with uh, my assistant principal a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. about um, the statement she said was that I should... Teachers should never be mistaken for their students. Yeah. It should always be very obvious who is the adult in the room. And yeah. I said, well, I disagree. I mean, I understand that. <laughs> like, there's a level of, like, authority that a teacher has right. to have. But at the same time, like, when you are trying to relate to your students and get them to maybe, especially when you're do, trying to get them to do something that's uncomfortable. Like, right. You have, you have to, to be comfortable to jumping into that, too. Yeah. You know, it's it's a matter of leading by example rather yeah. than leading by the, the iron fist, you know? Yeah. Like, that's and that was how like, it has to be. Um, yeah, I was like, no, I hope that if you walk in, you're like, who? You're all standing up talking <laughs> right. and leading. Everyone like, is walking around like animals right, right. now? What is going on? <laughs> um, yeah, and one of the things, like the extreme, you know, last year mm-hmm. I had a much smaller group. I had only eight kids. Mm-hmm. And so we were able to do um, like a whole week of a role-playing game. Mm-hmm. And so I told my students one of our goals is, uh, or two of our goals, language goals, are listening and speaking, mm-hmm. which we don't incorporate a lot, like authentically. Sure. It's like listen to this recording um, and then answer the questions. But that's not how conversations work. Right. And that's not how. Right. <laughs> um <laughs> You know, and there's no, like, processing and responding. It's mm. just kind of basic. Yeah, that's tough. So that's tough. with a smaller group, I was able to do a role-playing game. So similar to what mm-hmm. my friends and I do with mm-hmm. Pathfinder and Dungeons & Dragons, Yeah, I found a really simple one um, called The Honey Heist. And so they had to make a character that was a bear, and then I came home and drew them all. That's adorable. <laughs> and so I came back with, like, full-color pictures of, like, this is what your character looks like. Yeah. And we... I had maps up, and then they had to, like, <laughs> act out and make decisions and talk to each other about... That's awesome. Well, we should do this. Mm-hmm. Well, no, if we do that, you know, this will be the consequence. Okay, wait, we yeah. don't want to do that. Um, and it was super fun. Mm-hmm. And I, like, purposely, like... Again, with only eight kids, it was a lot easier. Like, we're all working on this together. Mm-hmm. Um, and helping each other out. The one girl, like, really struggled with it mm-hmm. as far as, like getting into the story and yeah. so her friends were like constantly like summarizing those skills of That's like awesome. summarizing and retelling and they yeah. were like no, no no remember this is what we did yesterday right here's the decision we're trying to make now at one point she was like well i you know i pick up whatever and put it in my pocket and i said well, you don't have pockets and she said what and i was like you're not wearing pants and she <laughs> looked down in real life and was like yes i am <laughs> and i was like no no, no sorry your character's right. not wearing pants you're rare no your pants. bear has no <laughs> pants on um <laughs> 
you know, and how does that impact? Like, you can't just right. hide something in your pocket. You don't have a pocket. Right. Um, right. And that was really cool. And at the start of the year, I was really, I was a little disappointed that we have to have such big classes this year because mm-hmm. I can't do stuff like that. Yeah. Because yeah, that's... It makes it harder for sure. Way more fun. Yeah. Um, and I'm still trying to figure out, like, there's a couple different things I might try yeah. as part of their final to be sure. like, no, you have to... Just the communication piece of, yeah. like... Absolutely. Absolutely. And actually have to listen to each other. (laughs) Shocking. And there's definitely times in classroom settings where something like this is not going to be realistic. You know, like it's not going to be realistic all the time to make every lesson all the time super creative. You know, that's just not going to be possible. But even things like, you know, playing quiet music while kids are taking a test, you know, like even like kids responding to music like mm-hmm. there's been so many studies that have shown you know that improves focus and you know this or that and it gets kids exposed to different types yeah. of music that maybe they wouldn't have yeah. have had before or coming up with like a little goofy sing song way to remember a you know a mnemonic device yeah. or whatever you know getting kids exposed to things like that yeah. um you know, that's a great place to start. Yeah. I think for, like, social studies, history, even science, to, mm-hmm. like, look at, you know, historical art. Mm-hmm. And, it's, you know, we, in a lot of history classes, look at propaganda and yep. old commercials and, like, um, you know, what what did that look like? Why did they talk about that? And have kids look at something that's not just the textbook in front of them Yeah, can be really helpful. Um, we did <laughs> one year, and it also can help. It can help build relationships with students. One year, oh, um, Childish Gambino mm-hmm. came out with the song, This is America. Okay, yes. And I'm teaching ESL, mm-hmm. so my, at that point I had a lot of students um, from the Congo and surrounding areas, mm-hmm. and then a lot of Hispanic students. And so they were like, oh my gosh, did you hear that song? It's so true, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, let's talk about it. And yeah. I had room in my plan- lesson plans. We watched that video, that music video for three days straight. Right. <laughs> and um, they had to analyze the lyrics. They had to analyze the images in the video. Yeah. And the video has, you know, like, people are getting shot. And, mm-hmm. and it's a very dramatic. Sure. Like, but by the end of three days, one, we had actually a lot of historical context for the mm-hmm. things that were in the video. And also, my kids did not want to talk about it anymore. There yeah. was no, like, whispering, like, <laughs> oh, my gosh, that song. And I was like, oh, you want to talk about it again? They were like, right. no. No, please. <laughs> Please, no. <laughs> um, but to, to, like, you know, bring stuff that I know the kids are talking about into the class mm-hmm. um, is really helpful. We... For sure. Um, oh, I, there's a TV show called Abbott Elementary. Okay. Um, which does a great job of showing what it is to be a teacher. And <laughs> it's very fun. Um, I can't... I can only watch it when I'm in the mood, though. Because sure. some days it's too real. Like it's a, it hits a little too close yeah. to home? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're like, why are we out of paper? Well, you know, the principal printed a bunch of personal stuff, and now we're out of paper as a school. And you're like, you're like that just happened yesterday. I can't cool. do it. <laughs> this teacher's out sick, so we're putting all of her kids into other rooms, and mm-hmm. everyone's got two grade levels today. And I was like, yep, been there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, yeah, but there was an episode, the episode I watched last night mm-hmm. where a kid just keeps shouting out in class. Um, and it's, you know, first and second graders yeah. and the kid's obsessed with Bluey. And so the oh, teacher yes. literally just like puts a cutout of Bluey on the board Yeah, and, and <laughs> pretends he's talking to Bluey and then turns to the kid and is like, Hey, Bluey wants to know, 
what do you think the state, you know, is it currently gas, liquid, or solid? You know, will you come show Bluey? And the kid's like, yeah. That's awesome. Um, I love that. But just to, to anything to make it where you can get, you know, then this kid who isn't hadn't been participating mm-hmm. is getting up in front of the classroom, yeah, getting an answer wrong, making a mistake, but at right. least trying. Absolutely, and doing it in a way that they feel comfortable getting up and making a mistake. Right, you know that's really important. Yeah, this week, the last couple of weeks, it's been the World Cup. Mm-hmm. That's all my students want to talk about is the World <laughs> Cup. So there's been a lot of posts on Instagram about like, you know, okay, in math today we're gonna talk about <laughs> statistics. <laughs> Yeah. All about the World Cup. There you or, go. Or, you know, yeah. the cultural, you know, let's read some articles about, you know, why people are protesting at the World Cup mm-hmm. as far as a social studies lesson. Of, sure. Um, you know, the kids want to read about it, so fine, then we'll do it. Right. Um, Absolutely. But again, I, that requires flexibility and understanding from teachers. Yes. And yes. so I think it can only benefit students, but it is work. Yeah, and it's hard. You know, it's hard if you, you know, have, if if you don't have that kind of creative mindset Mm -hmm. and you don't have that, like, that's not one of your strong suits or not a gift or, you know, whatever the case may be. Because it's really, you know, it's not for everybody. And not everyone is wired that way. So it can be hard to kind of step outside of that comfort zone and try to incorporate more of those things. But, I mean, at the end of the day, like, it'll benefit the teacher too, you know? Like, there have been times where I've taught students something or, you know, gone over a dance or whatever and been like, wow, I didn't really know that I could do that. That's pretty cool, yeah. <laughs> you know? So um, so I can learn right, or wrong, right yeah. along with my kids. And I think working with other adults, too. Yeah. Um, you know, to say, I kind of am not super excited about this lesson. Mm-hmm. Do you have any suggestions? Yeah. Um, can be super helpful. It's been fun being with um, – one of the math teacher I'm with this year mm-hmm. for algebra and for math apps. And math apps is the, like, it's technically, like, financial algebra. So it's okay. a lot of sure. practical application stuff. Um, and so to be with her this year and to say, hey, my students are confused about this. Mm-hmm. You know, can you add this note on the board? Yeah. I'm talking about slope. And it's always rise over run, rise mm-hmm. over run. Well, I teach ESL. My students don't speak English. Right. And we don't frequently use the word rise. Right. Or run to talk about vertical and horizontal. And so I'm like, can you, every time you write that, can you just do arrows? Mm-hmm. You know, rise over run, vertical and horizontal. Yeah. Right next to it. And she was like, oh, how come I never thought of that before? Because <laughs> that's not just your kid. A lot of kids are like, wait, what does that yeah. mean again? Right. And she's like, I never thought to just draw the picture next to it. <laughs> and then there's, again, math. Frequently you notate, you know, if you have a shape called A Mm -hmm. and then you make any changes, it would be like A1, like subscript Mm -hmm. 1. But for our freshmen, they see a number, they think they have to do something with the number. Sure. They don't understand it's part of the name. Mm -hmm. So it's like, for some of my students, Mm -hmm. I was like, we can't. Right. No. (laughs) It's not going to work. (laughs) I just can't put numbers in the name. Everything falls apart. And so I said on their papers, it's going to be, you know, when you're doing graphs, X mm-hmm. and Y, and then X, B, and Y, B. Yeah. Because if we put a number in the name, everything falls apart. <laughs> right. And she was right. like, I have never, yeah, of course. Yeah. Some kids are, you know, going to be right. like, the ones next to the X, it's one. Right. What was the other thing? Oh, the <laughs> beginning of the year. When, just when you type out math problems, so you do one period and then the math problem. Mm-hmm. One kid who's very, very quick about stuff got every single one wrong. And she's like, can you look huh. at this? 
and kind of see. Yeah. So I was going to have him redo it, like, with me, so I could kind of... And then I figured it out. He was seeing that as a decimal point. Oh. So when it should have been, like, 10x, yeah. there's a 2 in front of it, he was doing 2.1. 2. 2. Yeah. Which was way more advanced than right. we were, like, we hadn't done any decimals yet. And he had gotten every single one right <laughs> with the decimal oh that we didn't intend to have. Yeah. <laughs> and she was, like, okay, back and I showed her, and she was like, yep. <laughs> Only we, we got to redo our numbers. I was like, yeah. yep. <laughs> that would do it. That would do it. But that's good, too, because then, like, those kids can see that collaborative effort, you know, like, and they can see, yeah. like, teachers are working together to yeah. get a thing done, you know? Yeah. And so that even is a good way to kind of get kids familiar, at least, with, like, what theater could even possibly entail. Right. You know, even that aspect of just, like, working together to solve a thing. Right. That's huge. Like, it's really important that kids see that. Yeah. And just to see how many different moving parts there are to making something happen. Yeah. I don't write the lessons. I don't do the grading for her class. Mm -hmm. But I am showing up. I make mm -hmm. the notes. Um, and a lot of times she's like, oh, yeah, that is a way clearer way for the notes to be written than how I was doing it. Yeah. She's like, that makes way, can I, can I make extra copies for all my classes? Of course. Yeah. And the kids get to see that. Like, right. This is how people collaborate and work mm -hmm. together and have conversations. Yeah, for um, sure. Which, yeah, I think is good. Because especially in a school setting, if you're not co-teaching with someone, mm -hmm. like all our staff meetings and department meetings happen after school. Right. You know, away from students. Yeah. Um, if the principal comes in and observes you, they usually are just sitting right quietly and then they leave and then kids see like well that's how adults work together and it's like right. well, no there's a lot right. happening there's a lot that goes on and it's important for kids to see like the whole process yeah and so that is I think you know another one of those areas where theater can be super beneficial because like our students know like they know that their parents are on the sets committee right you know they know that their parents are on the backstage committee right. or the costumes committee and so they can see then during tech week how all of those parents yeah. come together and all of those committees come together and even how their ensemble groups come together yeah. and the show comes together. You know, they can see all of those little moving parts and so they may be able to better recognize it if they've had those experiences yeah. in the classroom and say, oh, this and it is how a you, thing happens. Yeah, and it makes you feel so much more valued when you get to be a part of that. Mm -hmm. I mean, even the... Um, you know, the year my sister stepped in dance for me yeah. to say, like, you know... I was still a part of that show. I ended mm -hmm. up doing tech because I could do that. Um, and as far away from the stage as possible, though, because yeah. I had, while the show was running, I had a, part of my recovery was I had to have a wound vac, a machine mm, with me all the time. All those. And, and beeping it, and whirring and all of those, yes, it all like, those noises. it makes a bunch of noise. It sounds yeah. like, a, like a percolator. <laughs> and then if something goes wrong, it starts beeping really loud. Yep. And so I, like, specifically was like, I have to be in a situation where I can leave as quickly <laughs> right. as possible yeah. if something goes wrong with this. Yes. And it wouldn't have been dangerous to me. It's just obnoxious. Right. Um, and so, but yeah, so, I but I got to be in the tech booth. That mm -hmm. was the first time I was in the tech booth. Yeah. Um, and, I, you know, I was just sitting I didn't like run anything mm -hmm. but just to see how that works right and to see how like I think we were doing West Side Story and like they needed one they needed somebody to play the dad and mm -hmm. he has one line off stage yeah so we had a mic in the tech booth <laughs> and like so the guy is running all the mics and stuff and then he would just grab the mic and he'd be like Maruka and then mute his like <laughs> that was it the whole oh I'm coming 
coming, Bobby. And they're like, you're star of the show. I know. And so every time we're like, your line's coming up. Your line's coming up. Um, That's so awesome. It was so funny. That's great. I love that. Yeah. Every time he would like do it and the whole, everyone in the booth, we'd all like applaud for him. Um, Did he get to take a bow yeah. at the end? We made it. Um, and so, yeah. So just to have that experience though of you know, oh, this is what we've all been Mm -hmm. working towards. Right. And I think in, you know, in classrooms, any kind of group project where Mm -hmm. you're like, hey, you're going to do, we call it, it's called a jigsaw strategy is usually the most common. Like, you're going to do part of it and Mm -hmm. share out to your class. You're going to do a different part and share out to your class. And then by the end of this, you know, class period, Mm -hmm. we'll have all, we all will have, you know, a completed worksheet or have done whatever just that kind of strategy mm-hmm. where kids can see that what they're doing is directly impacting yeah. the class as a whole. Right. And then having something to be proud of, you yeah. know, like seeing a final product and being like, oh, I had a part in that. Yeah. You know, I was able to contribute to that. This wouldn't have been the same right. had I not been part of this, you yeah. know. And so having kids have that kind of sense of, you know, feeling valued and feeling like what they're doing is really, you know, making a difference in yeah. the outcome of the product as a whole. Yeah. So. Yeah. And for high school, I mean, you know, having, we don't frequently do bulletin boards, mm-hmm. but having a bulletin board of a, like, this is what we all, you know, did together. Right. Or, right. you know, just a group project in general. Right. I think for our, right now we're doing our unit on food, mm-hmm. um, and we'll go more, a little more in depth than yeah. the book requires of us, but my coworker was like, do a party at the end, but have them make, like, a menu. Yeah. And, you know, we are going to be talking about different, um, like, dietary restrictions and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, you'll have to figure out, is that vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, right. dairy-free, like... Right, and how do I do that so that it can benefit the group as a whole, Right. You know? But the other part of it, too, that I think sometimes gets missed in conversations like this when you're talking about, you know, what is the benefit of doing theater as a whole, right? Um, The other part of that, too, is the, like, the kids that work really hard and, you know, come up with their, you know, the best menu and, like, they're going to be the ones that all the kids are like, wow, this was great, right? And it's the same thing when you're in theater, you know, it's the kids who are going to work really hard and study their craft really hard that are probably going to get those larger roles in the show. And so, you know, there's an individual benefit to to doing all of those things and learning how to perfect a craft that goes beyond just being on a stage. And everyone else gets to see that. Yes, exactly. In school a lot. The kid who has, you know, got 100% on the test, we're encouraged to not brag about it because it makes other kids feel bad. Right. So people don't see it. Whereas if you can say, like... Or, or you mm-hmm. know, you know, senior year, yeah. your valedictorian is clearly the kid who's been doing the best for right. four and years. Right, working the hardest and, you know, whatever the case but may be. But at that point, it's a little late for you to try to catch your <laughs> Right, right. Um, whereas, yeah, if you can see, like, oh, you know, they put in the work and mm-hmm. this is the, you know, the right. direct outcome. This is what happens when you work hard, you know. And it's especially for those kids that don't necessarily thrive in the academic setting, you yeah. know. Them having something that they're able to work really hard towards and succeed like, that's huge for a kid's yeah. confidence. So, you know, not every kid is going to have the same gift. Not every yeah. kid is going to be able to be the lead in a show. Not every kid can be the valedictorian. But having kids that can, you know, work hard in a craft and excel and succeed and feel good about it. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. And giving, yeah, giving them the opportunity to be good at something. Yeah. Little wins definitely add up. Absolutely. 
right. Well, thank you. Yeah, and thank you. We have you. a big shopping day ahead of we us. Do. We do. Go. It's going to be great. <laughs> um, no, I appreciate you coming and talking. I know. Yeah, thank you. Um, like, for me, it's been, it's cool to talk to people who are not directly in teaching and sure. say, I love what you do. How does that help me? Yeah, um, most definitely. And I think just because education is such a huge part of our students' 16, 14 years of life mm-hmm. to say how to, how can we make it better for them, but also getting them involved in stuff. Yeah. Amazing. For sure. Get them involved in something, you yeah. know, you're going to learn something from anything. Yeah. And so getting them involved in something is, that's important. Yeah. So, so, yeah. um, if you want to keep up on the conversation, uh, there's an Instagram reimagine.teaching. There's a TikTok that I haven't done anything with. <laughs> um, this, uh, for my work schedule, we uh, start standardized testing. We started standardized testing, um, which is a three weeks straight of running tests and hearing kids complain about the test. Mm, sounds like fun. Yep. And it's <laughs> state mandated and it's multiple days Love per test. It. It's awful. Mm. So I have no emotional anything after that's my fair. work day. That's fair. Um, but hey, that's going to help you get creative. I know. So, you know, it'll be great. Yeah. So the whole social media stuff is not happening, but we have a That's podcast, fair. so. That's fair. Um, you can listen to other episodes. Um, you can always message me on Instagram. Otherwise, we will be back in a couple weeks with another episode. Thanks. Bye. Bye.